in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. <clears throat> I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation, and as always, it's uh, great to be with all of you. We always like to start our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary has many different titles. Mary is the mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church. And Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. Also, when we pray the Hail Holy Queen, we pray the Hail Holy Queen, then we can cry out to Mary also as our life our sweetness and our hope. Indeed, Mary is our life, our sweetness and our hope. So, let's pray that prayer that Mary loves most. Every time we pray this prayer, Mary's heart rejoices. And that's the, the Hail Mary. So, let's pray the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And bless the fruit of them, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners. Now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now we're going to turn to our spiritual director. What a privilege it is to have as our spiritual director. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has many different titles. Holy Spirit is the paraclete. The Holy Spirit is also known as the gift of gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guest of our souls. Holy Spirit is also known as our Consoler. Holy Spirit is also known as our Counselor. Holy Spirit is also known as our Sanctifier. He who makes us holy. Holy Spirit is so very important in our spiritual lives. So let's ask the Holy Spirit today to give us a lot of, lot of light in our intellect and to give us also a lot of fire to burn within our hearts as we pray the classical traditional prayer to the Holy Spirit together come Holy Spirit fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love send forth your spirit and they shall be created 
Thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady Fatima, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. St. Alexis, pray for us. The seven founders of the Order of Servites, pray for us. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. So true it is that the family that prays together stays together. So true that is. So we always start off by praying to Mary. Then we pray to the Holy Spirit. Then we pray to the angels. We pray to the saints. We start off on the spiritual boom. Letting God, his angels and saints and his blessed mother to be with us in our family conversation. So great to be with all of you. And as always, I will pray for all of you in the greatest of all prayers. And of course, the greatest of all prayers, the greatest of all prayers is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That's right. The greatest of all prayers is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. No greater prayer in the world. So I'd like to place all of you on the altar in the Mass that I'll be celebrating today as always. And I'd like to offer these special intentions. First, I'd like to pray that all of us would be open to the Holy Spirit. That's right, that all of us would be would be open to the Holy Spirit. And we might pray this prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. 
to the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come to the heart of Mary. My second intention will be I'd like to pray for our families. Families of Sophie, Mary, Joe, Grace, Letty, Francis, Marie, and many others who are with us, that God would bless your families with peace, joy, and salvation. Because the gospel today is very clear. Jesus says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? Nothing greater in this world, in our life, than to pursue the salvation of our souls. When all is said and done, my friends, the only thing that really matters in our lives is that we get to heaven. So, I'd like to pray that you and your families would make it to heaven. That's all that really matters. My third intention, I'd like to pray in a special way for the conversion of sinners, but especially for deathbed sinners. Those sinners who will who will die today. Perhaps many of them are not really prepared to meet their maker. We should all be prepared and live each day of our life as if it were the last. So Jesus says that we'll come like a thief in the night. Let's all live each day as if it were our last day. Live each day as if it were our last day. And it could be. We don't know. My last intention will be to this evening, I'll be going to a nearby parish. A priest friend of mine, Father Quam Tron, who I've known for many years, has invited me to go to his nearby parish, St. Hedwig's, to give a talk on my new book, The Marian Compendium. So I'll be going to a nearby parish in the evening and giving a talk on my book, Marian Compendium. As an oblate, I try to do all I possibly can to promote and spread devotion to Mary. That's right. Everything I possibly can do to promote knowledge, love, and devotion to Mary and to consecrate many people to, to Mary. That's one of my primary missions as an oblate priest. So I would appreciate your prayers 
All right, today, as always, my friends, there's a lot to cover. There are actually seven saints that we celebrate today, seven saints. And then we have the reading today. We finish the account of the flood and Noah and his family. We move from that to the famous story of the Tower of Babel. That's the first reading today. The prayer, rather the passage of the Tower of Babel. We're going through the book of Genesis, which is the very first book of the Bible. In the Gospel, Jesus speaks very clearly that if we want to be his follower, we must renounce ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him. Then Jesus goes on to say, whoever... loses his life for myself will save it. Then Jesus goes on to say that what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and in the process he loses his soul? What can a man give in exchange for his, his life, eternal life? Then Jesus goes on to say, whoever is ashamed of me, then I will be ashamed of him before my Heavenly Father. But whoever professes me, I will profess him before my Heavenly Father. So we have a lot to cover today. The lives of several saints, the account of the Tower of Babel and its consequences, and the Gospel today where Jesus challenges all of us to be willing to follow him by picking up our cross and following in its footstep, footstool. And the Lord speaking very clearly about the importance of of our salvation. What would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What can we exchange? What, what can we give in exchange for our life, our eternal life? So, I'd like to start then by talking about the saints that we celebrate today. It's There's nothing equal to what happened in the lives of these saints and the history of the church, really. So I'd like to present to you the... Today we celebrate the seven founders of the Order of Servites, or Servants of Mary. 
really a fascinating, a, a real fascinating story. So we go back to the, was, well, let's try to go back to the 13th century, the 1200s, in Italy. A lot is happening then. St. Francis will found the Franciscan order. St. Dominic will found the order of preachers known as the Dominicans. So we have these mendicant preaching begging orders and this would be one of the original mendicant orders. So let's set the stage. Let's set the stage. We go back to Italy 800 years ago. Italy, the city of Florence, was known as a very prosperous trading, financial, economically flourishing city 800 years ago. Actually, St. Francis of Assisi came from a very wealthy merchant family that sold clothes. So St. Francis was living at the same time. So as a consequence of that, especially in Florence, this is a perennial problem that these people were basically all Catholics. This was before the Protestant Reformation. At least baptized Catholics. But there's always the danger of materialism entering and permeating the mind and the lifestyle of all of us. We can easily become attached to material things. We become possessed by our possessions. We can become slaves of material things. That's a perennial problem. It's a perennial problem. So these men, these seven men, were prosperous, rich, intelligent leaders of the Italian of the Italian financial center, Florence. But they all had an, they all had an inspiration. They had a point in common. is that they, have, they had a great love for Mary. So in the, uh, in the Liturgy of the Hours, the Liturgy of the Hours points out four different ideas or respects of these seven founders of the Servite Order or Servants of Mary.
But the first regards the uh, their relationship to the church and their vocation. For example, my vocation is I'm a priest and religious. Whereas with most of most of you, most of you are married and you have a family. Two different vocations that have to lead us to holiness of life and our own sanctification. So some of these had never married and they vowed themselves to perpetual celibacy. Others were married at the time. And some of them had actually lost their wives. So they were widowers. So you have three, three different classes. Some were never married, others widowers, others that still had their, their, uh, their wives. So it was kind of a mixed lot. Second would be their status in the city of Florence. What were they doing? So they're engaged in the the merchant class in buying and selling the goods of the world. I was reading up on this earlier this morning. For an American, imagine some these seven men working in Manhattan on Wall Street. That's a pretty good modern American way of presenting it. Seven men working in Manhattan on Wall Street, working on the, possibly working on the, the stock market or something like that. So these men were engaged in buying and selling, and these men were probably pretty well off. But once they found the pearl of great price, the order of the Servites, they not only gave all they had to the poor, but cheerfully offered themselves to God and to Our Lady in true and loyal service. How often it happens that when someone really falls in love with God is willing to give up everything. I've already mentioned several times the person of St. Francis of Assisi and St. Clair. St. Francis came from a a very wealthy family in the city of Assisi. And St. Francis liked to dress elegantly, to dance and sing, and he loved, loved the, the worldly life. 
these men were basically brought up in the same social milieu of affluence and riches and dealing with money. But they found the pearl of great price. What do we mean by the pearl of great, great price that Jesus speaks about? They found God. They found the Lord Jesus Christ. They found the Blessed Mother. And they were willing to sell all they had and give it to the poor and have God as the very center of their lives. And then living a prayerful life, but also being at the service of others. And my friends, I think as you get closer to God, you recognize how how empty the lives of people who are simply pursuing money and power and prestige and possessions. Maybe we were like this before. How shallow, empty, frivolous, superficial it is just giving yourselves giving ourselves to the vanity of the world. As you read in the book of Ecclesiastes, vanity of vanity, all is vanity if it's not related to God. So that would be the second their status in the city of Florence. They're very prestigious and and leaders. The third aspect would be their devotion and reverence to Mary. As I said earlier, This evening I'll be going to a nearby parish to give a talk on Mary and my book, The Compendium of Marian Devotions. I find great joy in doing all I possibly can in in spreading devotion to Mary. I think all of us in this Perseverance family, one thing that really unites all of us, Mary, Joe, and Bev, and Cecilia, and Martha, and Jeff, and Maria, Maria, or Sophie, what unites all of us is God, but also all of us here have a, a great love and devotion to Mary. As I said at the beginning of our our prayer time, I say, Mary is the mother of God, Mary is the mother of the church, and Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. So these men, they, they had this bond of this reverence toward Mary. There in Florence, there is an ancient guild dedicated 
to the Blessed Virgin Mary, like a confraternity that was there for years before these men came together. And because of this, the age and the number and holiness of its members, both men and women, the, this guild had, had acquired a title of preeminence and was called the Major Guild of Our Blessed Mother. So, they already had there in the city of Florence a, a really good foundation of a, this guild, confraternity, or um, a group of, most of them were lay people that were united in their love for Mary. So, they, that was their foundation. And these seven men had this common bond that they all had great devotion to Our Lady. They all belonged to this guild before they established their own community. Now we can see some parallels. For example, I, before becoming a priest, I, be, I was part of the Legion of Mary. And it's interesting, I was a part of the Legion of Mary in Norristown and the Peffley family, the Peffley family who had their own religious bookstore, they were the head of the Legionary. And I think that I was actually the treasurer, I've really never been good in dealing with money, think that that was one of my responsibilities. And I was about 20 years old. They had a little child who was about 12. And now their child is Father Fran Peffley. I think he's in the Diocese of Arlington, a very prominent, very, very good priest. But he was just a little boy about 10 years younger than me. And he became a diocesan priest. Father Fran Peffley. So I can even see in my life that I was in a Marian group called the Legion of Mary. You've probably heard of the Legion of Mary, which was founded by Frank Duff, an Irishman. An Irishman in which they came together to love Mary. It's interesting because the first Apostolate of Frank Duff and the Legion of Mary was to work in the red light district of Dublin working with the prostitutes. And there was a, there was a big number of prostitutes in, du in Dublin that gave up their sordid profession because of the Legion of Mary and the effect that Frank Duff and the presence of the Blessed Virgin Mary had on their lives. Very interesting how 
Mary is instrumental in doing so much good. That's right. Mary is instrumental in, in doing so much good. So that's the third third characteristic of this first community known as the Servites or the Servants of Mary. Then there's one last. No, one last would be their spiritual perfection. Spiritual perfection means these all these seven men, they're saints. And we're all called to become saints. Jesus said, be holy. Jesus said, be, be holy as your heavenly Father is holy. So if we want to become saints like the founders of the Servite Order, <coughs> we have to have a game plan. That's right. We have to have a game plan if we want to arrive at holiness. As Jesus says, be holy as your heavenly Father is holy. So this was their their plan for spiritual perfection. They loved they loved God above all things. They loved God above all things. And my friends, let's learn from that. Let's try to imitate them in this in this sense. They love God above all things. If we want to become saints, we should try to live out the first and the greatest of all the commandments. Which is we are called to love God with all of our hearts, mind, soul, strength, and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. When all is said and done, my friends, what matters most in our spiritual life, what matters most in our spiritual life is that we love God. And as John the Cross says, in the twilight of our existence, we'll be judged on love. So, they love God above all things. And they dedicate their whole lives to Him in their every thought, word, and deed. Every thought, word, and deed. So we might even think about that in our own lives. We 
We might go to Mary today. Because really this is a Marian feast day because we celebrate the seven servants of Mary and I want to be one of them too. I actually am an oblate of the Virgin Mary. I'm an oblate of the Virgin Mary. But I want to be servant to Mary. Our founder, Venerable Father Buenland Terry, said that Mary is our foundress. An oblate means an offering to God. We're an offering to God. So I think we can ask Mary for this, that we would honor God in our thoughts. That our thoughts, that our mind, that our memory, our understanding, our imagination, all that we have in our, in our head would be directed to the honor and glory of God. Our words. Let's ask Mary also for the grace to be able to control our words. Perhaps this can even be a Lenten proposal. To be more contemplative, to Think before we speak. In the words of St. James and his letters, we should be, he says, we should be slow to speak and quick to listen. How often has it happened that we, we were impulsive or impetuous, which we opened up our mouth and we blurted out something that Soon as we said it, we knew that we said something that we should not have said, and we we offended that person. So slow to speak and, and quick to listen, and especially to listen to the Holy Spirit that speaks to us. So thought, word, and deed. They wanted to honor God and Mary by all their thoughts, all their words, and all their deeds. That can be our spiritual program. That can be our spiritual program in which we're trying to honor Jesus and Mary every thought every word and every deed. St. Paul says, have a renewed, fresh way of thinking. Let's ask God to purify our memory and our mind that we would be thinking more about God and how we can honor and praise God more and more every day. So what happened was when God God's inspiration and this special urging of Our Lady so God and Our Lady 
They had firmly resolved to form a community together. So these these seven men, they were in this uh, they were in this guild or sodality in Florence. But God and the Holy Spirit brought these seven men together to form a community. Unity, their strength. Might even think like the uh, like the apostles. They were brought together in into a community. The twelve of them. And who was present there? The Blessed Mother was present there. The twelve apostles and Pentecost. The Holy Spirit descended upon them. So what they did was they set in order everything that concerned their homes and families. They left to their families what they needed and gave all the rest to the poor. So these men were well off. They provided for their families. Then the surplus they gave to the poor. It's interesting, my friends, when we have to make important decisions, we should seek out the advice of wise and virtuous and intelligent individuals and present our plans to them. The other day I was speaking to an individual who had to make a very important decision in his life. And I told him that he should really try to discern this, do an Ignatian discernment, put the pros and cons, the positive and the negative of, of doing this, the pros and cons of the other decision, and let's pray over it, then we can weigh this to see perhaps where God, what God wants you to do. I really believe that this, these seven founders can teach us many things. The other day we celebrated the memory of St. Claude de la Colombière. He was the spiritual director of St. Margaret Mariella Cook. Yes, he was the spiritual director of St. Margaret Mariella Cook. But weren't for her his wise guidance and direction the apparitions of St. Margaret Mary Ella Cook, we can see in my studio, there she is with the Sacred Heart, that would have never been approved if she didn't have wise and prudent direction. She didn't have some wise and prudent direction. So 
So they sought out wise and prudent direction before they were going to make their ultimate decision. So, <clears throat> what happened at first was that they came together in a, in a, in a home But it turned out that so many people were impressed by this that they flooded the home of these seven men. And they recognized that they could not pursue a life of, of quiet and prayer and solitude and con contemplation. They're being bombarded by so many people. I just, I just like to rewind the film. Try to imagine. You got seven of the most prosperous, intelligent leaders in a prominent city like Florence. Florence would have been somewhat like Manhattan, New York City, back 800 years ago. That these seven men, they, they give up their prosperous profession, their money, their possessions, almost overnight. This would have been this would have been an earthquake as it was in Florence. So many people were, were curious, some were shocked, and many many people were very impressed, inspired by the by these seven men that gave up everything. And as we said earlier, they found the pearl of infinite price. The pearl of infinite price. That's right. So what happened was they decided after consultation to find another place. to find another place. So what they did was they they went on the outskirts of Florence and they, they climbed the heights of this mountain which is known as Mount Senario. They built on it the top of a little house that would suit their purpose so there they live in common. So there they are, moving away from the city. They're climbing a mountain. The top is called Mount Sinadio, which in English means scene, a good scene. <laughs> Mount Sinadio. They built a little house where they're, they're able to have more silence and solitude for prayer and contemplation, as well as for study. And that's where they would live in common in the foundation of a new religious a new religious uh, order, one of the few mendicant orders. So in time what happened was they began to realize that they were called not simply 
to sanctify themselves. They were not called to live a strict contemplative life, but to receive others into their community. And so increase the membership of this new order Our Lady had inspired them to found. So you've got seven of them, but it's almost as if, I've often said this, that the sanctity, holiness, sanctity or holiness is kind of like a magnet. It attracts. Sanctity is kind of like a human magnet and it attracts. So these seven men were attracting others that wanted to follow in their footsteps. So they recruited new members. Not that they really had this idea in the first place, but Our Lady wanted this order to grow and to expand. So some of these accepted and thus established the present order, known as the the servants of Mary. We call them the Servites. And now they're spread throughout the whole world. In the United States, in the United States, they started out in, in, in New York. And then they opened up another house in Philadelphia. And now, right now, here, not too far from us, we have the, the Servite Order that has a prominent Catholic high school I think it's uh, Fuller, Fullerton, Anaheim, that area, in Orange County, California. It's one of the most prominent, well-known, prestigious high schools in uh, Southern California. So they've spread throughout the whole country, New York, Philadelphia, now here in, uh, in Southern California, as well as Europe and other places. In the beginning, a lady was the chief architect. A lady was the chief architect of the new order. And often we see in congregations, the founders will very often attribute Mary's presence her powerful maternal presence to the foundation of the order. As I said earlier, Mary Jo was thinking maybe I'm Mary of the Immaculate Conception. We are rather oblates of the Virgin Mary. Then there's the OMI, the oblates of Mary Immaculate. There's a lot of different Marian orders. We were found 1817 by Venerable Father Bruno Lanteri, and he went on to say that 
she was the foundress of the Oblates. And we are her spiritual sons. We belong to Mary as the Servites belong to Mary also. And hopefully all of you belong to Mary. You who belong in our in our in our perseverance family, you also are an extension of the oblates of the Virgin Mary. You also belong to Mary. You you are Mary's children also. I think that'll give you a lot of joy. We're in the same family together. Because we want every thought, word, and deed to belong to Jesus through Mary as they tried to do in their initial foundation. So in the beginning, Our Lady was the original architect of the New Order, which was founded on the humility of its members. Founded on the humility of its members. My friends, we should always try in our lives not to build our own Tower of Babel, which is the first reading. Not to build our own Tower of Babel. By building our own Tower of Babel, what we're doing, we're trying to build our own lives. John Paul II, in one of his homilies, said it wasn't so much that they hated God, but they were indifferent to God. It wasn't a downright hatred for God, but they were indifferent to God, and they pushed God aside. They wanted to build this tower to reach heaven without God. And God humiliated them by descending upon them and confusing the languages so that they couldn't even understand each other when there is an overweening pride, God will come down and, and humiliate that person in one way or another. So these servites, they were built up, founded on humility of its members, and built up by their mutual love. The last commandment of Jesus Christ was love one another as I have loved you. Built up in mutual love. That is the last and the greatest of all the commandments. Love. But also there is another element essential to the seven founders of the Order of Servites, and it was the reality of their poverty. These men were very, very rich, very rich businessmen, merchants. They gave up everything. They gave up everything on a material plane And they acquired the pearl of infinite value. And what is, my friends, the pearl of infinite value, of infinite price? That pearl, my friends, is Jesus 
and Mary. So we've had a very good conversation. I invite you to pray for me as I go to St. Hedwig's this evening, trying to promote devotion to Mary. So my friends, let's renew our love, our devotion, and our consecration to Mary as we honor the seven founders of the Order of Servites, the Servants of Mary. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.